Thank you for tuning in today with us here at Roll to Forge. We want to thank Anchor for hosting our podcast. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Here's a few things about it. First off, it's free. No bar to entry other than using your sweet voice to record with. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast while out and about with your phone or from the comfort of home in front of your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, but the most important thing is that it's really everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R F-M. Next up, the episode. Welcome, this is Roll to Forge, a podcast dedicated to tabletop role-playing game entertainment, inclusion, and education. Without further ado, let's get in to today's episode. Hello everyone, this is Roll to Forge. I am Jeremy Gage, I'm the director on the Shattered Glory show, and with me is my beautiful partner who you've also seen plays uh shimia in one of the latest latest episodes and also is our quartermaster miss grace mcconnell hello <clears throat> this is our first time doing some sort of <laughs> podcast thing by ourselves we're just sitting here in my office it is really an office it is really an office it's first big boy at home office. Big boy at home office. <laughs> so uh, for this, this is going to be a podcast exclusive. Uh, there will be no displayed video of this role play. So we will be as descriptive as possible in our imagination. Won't you uh, describe what you're wearing right now, Jeremy? I am wearing... Nothing. He's actually completely nude. Yes. Completely in the nude. And she is in a tiger onesie. It's true. It's my favorite uh, outfit. Because Grace is a never nude. <laughs> That's better than, than the jorts. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely more comfortable, I'd say. Yeah. Um, <sighs> so we are going to be playing a game called Iron Sworn. Uh, I know there's been a lot of solo versions played on the internet so far because, uh, well, a little bit about Ironsworn is a uh, RPG set in a world called the Ironlands. It's very um, Nordic, Viking, uh, uh, Scandinavian-inspired setting. Uh, a little bit of fantasy touches in there, some magic, but we'll decide that when we build our setting. Uh, the game is made by... Uh, it's a game written by Sean Tompkin, uh, and it is currently free as of this episode on Drive-Thru RPG for the PDF version. It is a beautifully constructed game, a beautifully constructed world. This is not a sponsored video in any way, shape, or form, or a sponsored podcast, uh, so I highly recommend checking it out. Drive-Thru RPG. And Sean, if you're listening, charge for your PDF, man. You put a lot of work into it. You deserve those dollars. I will be upgrading to a hardcover here shortly. 
so what we are doing today is that we are going to build the setting of our world. The book instructs us to do characters first and then setting, but I've listened to Sean and his son uh, Matt do the co-op version of this, and they did their world first, so I'm going to follow in suit. Uh, me and Grace will make some decisions about the world. I can read these off here as we go along, but uh, let's dive into it. So the old world, uh, every option has like a title and then it has three options and a fourth option where we can kind of write in our own stuff if we want to. Uh, I am not super uh, aware of every single facet of the Ironlands. I've kind of skimmed through the book uh, and got to know what I think I need to know to kind of make decisions here, but yeah. And Jeremy is teaching me all this as we go along. So, you can also learn as with we, me. As we go along. <laughs> so, uh, let's begin. So, the first title is The Old World, and the three options are as follows. The savage clans, called the Scald, invaded the kingdoms of the Old World. Our armies fell. Most were killed or taken into slavery. Those who escaped set sail aboard anything that would float. After an arduous, months-long voyage, the survivors made landfall upon the Iron Lands. Second option. The sickness moved like a horrible wave across the old world, killing all in its path. Thousands fled aboard ships. However, the plague could not be outrun. On many ships, the disease was contained through ruthless measures, tossing overboard any who exhibited the slightest symptoms. Other ships were forever lost. In the end, those who survived found the Iron Lands and made it their new home. Some say we will forever be cursed by those we left behind. And the third option, the old world could no longer sustain us. We were too large in number. We had felled the forests, our crops withered in the barren ground. The cities and villages overflowed with desperate, hungry people. Petty kings battled for scraps. We cast our fate to the sea and found the Iron Lands, a new world, a fresh start. So, the kind of three basic touchstone options here are a uh, enemy clan invaded our homeland and we were forced to leave, a disease forced us to leave our homeland, or we used up all the resources in our land and we had to move. What do you think, Grace? Well, I think that I am either interested in the second or third option. Mm -hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Any particular reason? Um, well, I think the third option is appealing because it's it seems kind of relevant today or or could be. Um So yeah, I think that would be interesting to have a fresh start to start from there, but I mean, we still would probably have similar challenges to when we left. Um, what about you, honey? I like the disease or the resources option. I kind of like a man versus nature story. Per excuse me, person versus nature story. Person versus nature. So you mean the disease one? Yep. Um, let's do the disease one. I and especially some say we'll, we will be cursed forever by who was left behind. I think that's interesting. An interesting uh. Haunted by our ancestors. Yeah. So the idea in the setting is that the characters we will be making are only two generations old. 
like our our uh culture is only two generations old here on the new iron oh i see okay so it's very recent this Mm -hmm. this disease incident will have literally just occurred within our grandparents time okay if our grandparents are still alive in this harsh winter beaten land uh next up is iron uh the imposing hills and mountains of the Ironlands are rich in iron ore. Most prized of all is the star-forged black iron. The weather is bleak. Rain and wind sweep in from the... This is the second option. Sweep in from the ocean. The winters are long and bitter. One of the first settlers complained, Only those made of iron dare live in this foul place. And thus our land was named. And the third option. Inscrutable metal pillars are found throughout the land. They are iron gray and smooth as river stone. No one knows their purpose. Some say they are as old as the world. Some, such as the iron priests, worship them and swear vows upon them. Most make the warding sign and hurry along their way when they happen across one. The pillars do not tarnish, and even the sharpest blade cannot mark them. So in this uh, in this game, in this world, in this setting, uh, whenever you make a vow, which is kind of the big premise of the game is your quests are all around these vows and um you have to swear on a piece of iron that you have such as an iron coin an iron breastplate an iron banner uh any piece of iron to swear to and carry with you as a reminder for that vow so this determines how iron is viewed in our world Mm. so how so let me look at these again Let's see. Um, I think that the second one is interesting and the third one again. <laughs> Especially the third one. I think that's super interesting because I've always been fascinated by things like Stonehenge and other ruins that we can't quite explain. Some ancient mysteries. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. I'd also like to go up the ancient mysteries. Sweet. Inscrutable metal Pillars. Pillars. Do you like that, people at home? Pillars. <laughs> All right, next up is legacies. We are the first humans to walk these lands. This is the first option. That's it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number two. Other humans sailed here from the old world untold years ago, but all that is left of them is savage, feral people we call the broken. Is their fate to become our own? Before the Ironlanders, this is three, before even the firstborn, another people lived here. Their ancient ruins are found throughout the Ironlands. Mm, why am I so prone to the third options for everything? Maybe it's the last one you remember. Probably. <laughs> it's probably the only one I remember because of my short-term memory. For, yeah, auditory things just leave the brain. Absolutely. Um... I think the first or the third is interesting, um, especially because there are ruins that appear to be man-made and were the first humans. The metal pillars, right? Yeah, they could sure. be freaking aliens or something. That's pretty sweet. Uh, so one or three, huh? We are the first humans, or before the Ironlanders, there were an ancient people. I think I'd like to go with we are the first humans. I think maybe the metal pillars might be tied in with the firstborn in some fashion so we'll get to it but the firstborn are essentially uh elves giants trolls 
races and species oh, other than right. I uh, see. Other than humans. I see. Hmm. I think I'm gonna go with one. Sure. The first humans go We're conquering new land. We left our home from resources and now there's yeah. new strange resources here yeah and yeah. we're occupying a new land and we probably will think that it belongs to us now so mm-hmm. yes like we haven't done that already in history Mm-mm. no 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 we are sorry i apologize for all invaders in all continents what <laughs> uh the next category is communities first option We are few in number in this accursed land. Most rarely have contact with anyone outside our own small steadings or villages, and strangers are viewed with deep suspicion. Two, we live in communities called circles. These are settlements ranging in size from a setting with a few families to a village of several hundred. Some circles belong to nomadic folk. Some powerful circles might include a cluster of settlements. We trade, and sometimes feud, with other circles. Third option, we have forged the iron lands into a home. Villages within the havens are connected by well-trod roads. Trade caravans travel between settlements in the havens and those in outlying regions. Even so, much of this land is untamed. Hmm. Hmm. What do you think, honey? I kind of like number two. I like the circles, tight-knit family units or village units. Um, kind of attracts me. I don't know why. Maybe mm. the circles are made around these metal pillars in our world. Interesting. It's got to all link up somehow. Right. Sure. All right, number two. We live in communities called circles. Next is leaders. Number one, leadership is as varied as the people. Some communities are governed by the head of a powerful family, or they have a council of elders who make decisions and settle disputes. In others, the priests hold sway. For some, it is duels in the circle that decide. Two, each of our communities has its own leader called an overseer. Every seventh spring, the people affirm their current overseer or choose a new one. Some overseers wear the iron circlet reluctantly, while others thirst for power and gain it through schemes or threats. Or three, numerous clan chiefs rule over petty domains. Most are intent on becoming the one true king. Their squabbles will be our undoing. So I'm gravitated towards number one only because they're priests that kind of swear fealty to the metal pillars so some communities may have like a strong religious sect some may not be around metal pillars and stuff i find it odd that that priests would be so attached to the pillars as we're such a new part of this continent right they're a mysterious power hmm I don't know. I find it hard to believe that that we would worship something so readily and immediately that we don't understand. Everyone in our communities. Oh, yes, you're right. I mean, I mean, like the the people who are in charge. It's it's odd. I mean, we already. I think that with our 
absorption of resources is the new untamed like if we're so hungry for oil lands we'll do whatever we need to do to get the oil right so we we love iron mm -hmm. that's our that's our way of life that's, that's the what whole, we worship that's the whole shtick. it's called okay. iron sworn well i mean that makes more sense than if <laughs> to worship the iron pillars because they're gigantic well it's also one of our picked truths Number. Hmm. Um, 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 um. Sure, let's do it. Okay. I mean, that's a varied. It seems like a, a yeah. There's a lot of different community. types of leaders. Yeah. Not everyone has to swear fealty to the pillars. You're gonna have people that actually hate the pillars. We might. They only people. bring death and destruction. Keep that in mind. Heard. <laughs> Keep that feeling inside of you, that rage. Uh, rage. Rage. Mysticism. Some still find comfort in the old ways. They call on mystics to divine the fortune of their newborn, or ask them to perform rituals to invoke a bountiful harvest. Others act out of fear against those who they suspect of having power. However, most folk believe true magic, if it ever existed, is lost to us now. Two. Magic is rare and dangerous, but those few who wield the power are truly gifted. 3. Magic courses through this land as the river flows through the hills. The power is there for those who choose to harness it, and even the common folk often know a helpful ritual or two. So this is basically saying what degree of magic do we want in our world? No magic, low magic, high magic. I always edge to low magic because I like the blood, sweat, and tears of humankind. Hmm. I think it's interesting. Low magic. So the first option is low magic? No magic. No magic. No magic. Call on mystics, though? But that doesn't mean magic exists, it's just like soothsayers. Oh, I, I see. Yes. Hmm. Um, I'd say rare. Magic's rare and dangerous. Okay. I hope you're enjoying all the paper shuffling and pencil scratching you're hearing at home. And Grace drinking her tea. There will be sections of ASMR in this podcast. Be excited. Yes. <laughs> Next up is religion. A few Ironlanders still make signs or mumble prayers out of habit or tradition, but most believe the gods long abandoned us. Two, the people honor old gods and new. In this harsh land, a prayer is a simple but powerful comfort. Three, our gods are many. They make themselves known through manifestation and miracles. Some say they even secretly walk among us. The priests convey the will of the gods and hold sway over many communities. So, uh, I feel this basically decides how involved religion is in our world. What's the difference between religion and magic? That's for us to decide. Well, it's an interesting question, isn't it? If you think about a game like D&D, &D, uh, wizards cast arcane magic, which is based on scientific experimentation and 
clerics cast uh, blessings and prayers right. and miracles by praying to their gods. Right. So mm-hmm. mysticism is more of the, the the magic is as much a thing as it is water. It's not something that's attached to the gods. Right. Or it can be. That's for us to decide. It depends on how religious we want our world. Do we want a big pantheon? Do we want the mix of old and new traditions and prayer is just something that helps fortify the soul? Or uh, do we just keep on to small old traditions with no godly impact? Um, I, say, I think the second one makes most sense because we have priests in this world. That's what I think, too. So different depending on who you are you can have you know some serious interest for religion or not Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. all right next up is the firstborn the firstborn have passed into legend some say the remnants of the old tribe still dwell in deep forests or high mountains most believe they were never anything more than myth the second one the firstborn live in isolation and are fiercely protective of their own lands Third, the firstborn hold sway in the Iron Lands. The elves of the deep forests and the giants of the hills tolerate us and even trade with us. For now, Ironlanders fear the day they decide we are no longer welcome here. So it's about how far away are the firstborn in our world? Are they lost to history? Do they keep to themselves? Or do they interact with us new humans? I think it would be interesting if they kept to themselves and then... But existed. Yeah. And they, you know, we cross paths at some point and who knows how it goes. Only the oracles can decide. Uh, Next up is beasts. The beasts of old are nothing but legend. A few who travel into the deep forests and high mountains return with wild tales of monstrous creatures, but they are obviously delusional. No such things exist. Second option. Monstrous beasts stalk the wild areas of the Iron Lands. Third option. Beasts of all sorts roam the Iron Lands. They dwell primarily in the reaches, but range into the settled lands to hunt. There, they often prey on cattle, but attacks on travelers, caravans, or even settlements are not uncommon. So it's about how dangerous are these wild portions of our lands in terms of fauna and flora. I'm always a big creature fan, so I vote for more beasties. That's what I was thinking. All right. Beasts for life. Uh, how intense do we want that to be? Do you want it to be that they just are in the wild areas, or do you think they like encroach on our cattle and our crops? Maybe they encroach on our cattle and crops, but they're nocturnal or something. Like, we can't, they hate light, so we can't go out at night that much. It's very dangerous. The last one is horrors. Nothing but stories to frighten children. The second option. We are wary of dark forests and deep waterways, for monsters lurk in those places. In the depths of the long night, when all is weathered in darkness, only fools venture beyond their homes. Third option. 
The dead do not rest in the Iron Lands. At night, we light torches, scatter salt, and post sentries at the gate. It is not enough. They are coming. Ooh. I think that, with your nocturnal comment, I think if we combine, if we do, like, the second one mm-hmm. of the horrors and kind of, like, merge those two truths yeah. together, yeah. we have these sort of, like, dark, maybe, maybe like, we call them, like, devil beasts or something. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. So darkness is something to be feared. Yeah. Unless our characters like the dark. I don't think they would. Because people die. But we'll, we'll see. But maybe the creatures are just misunderstood. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know about that. Well. Is a bear misunderstood when it eats a hunter? Yeah. I guess that's uh, true. Kind of, sort of. <laughs> sort of. I mean, it's, it's, uh, they don't know. They haven't met the hunter. <laughs> They're just like, threat. Eat. Eat. Eat, maul. Kill. Must protect young. Must survive. Those poor baby cubs. All I think is the revenant. Blah. Blah. Yeah. Blah. Help me. <laughs> pretty gross recovery that yeah. was. <laughs> Help that man. Somebody help him. He doesn't speak any dialogue for the entire movie. <laughs> Just so many grunts. Leonardo DiCaprio. Best Oscar. Didn't he win a Best Actor? That was his first yeah. Oscar, too. The man deserved Just it. Just no dialogue. <laughs> I mean, as much as we are Tom, Tom Hardy fans in this, in this house. You are not a Tom Hardy fan. Don't tell that to the people at home. You can't lie about that. <laughs> Right here and right now. What the hell? Oh my god. So, a recap of our setting. We moved from the old world due to disease. Killed many and we we quarantined it by throwing off thousands on boats. We think that maybe those horrors are the vengeful spirits inhabiting beasts in our world. Horrors. There are inscrutable metal pillars throughout the land that some worship, but they are mysterious and indestructible. Do we get to decide what these pillars look like? Uh, I imagine a pillar looks like a column. Well, yeah, but it could also look like, you know, are, are we thinking like a Greek column with divots in it? You mean like constructed? Yeah, or are we thinking the cheapest column on The Sims 3? <laughs> Literally. A <laughs> Which th- is just a... <laughs> yeah, just a 3D animation of a circle being dragged What? Into a no, column. it's not a circle. It's a, it's a rectangle. A pillar is a rectangle? Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes, I suppose. I think column... Column is the Might word. mean... Smooth column. Circular? Circular. Cylindrical? Do we want... Do you want them to be pyramids? Like the Aztecs? Pyramids? I don't know. That's not a pillar. Alright, well then, uh, <laughs> color, color me pink. Alright. Pinky pink. Anyway. Yeah, what do they look like? <laughs> uh, um, um, I'd say they're kind of like pillars. They're just like big spikes with... Like maybe like they look like they're made by human hands, or I mean something different than humans they because look, they're so grand. They look constructed. Mm-hmm. 
They're too perfect not to be. They're like those those triple perfect sphere stones in I don't know where. Some island somewhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we are the first humans to walk these lands because of the disease that forced us from our previous home, which we can never go back to. Our communities live in circles, and those circles are ruled by various types of leaders, either heads of powerful families, priests who hold sway in a religious context, uh, or a council of elders, just depends on a particular community. Oh, we didn't pick defense. So defense. First option. Here in the Ironlands, supplies are too precious, and the lands are too sparsely populated to support organized fighting forces. When a community is threatened, the people stand together to protect their own. Two, the wardens are our soldiers, guards, and militia. They serve their communities by standing sentry, patrolling surrounding lands, and organizing defenses in times of crisis. Most have strong ties to their community. Others, called free wardens, are wandering mercenaries who hire on the on to serve a community or protect caravans. Three, our war bands are rallied to strike at our enemies and defend our holdings. They, not, Though not nearly as impressive as the armies that once marched across the old world, these forces are well-trained and equipped as their communities can manage. The banners of the war bands are adorned with depictions of their old world history and Ireland victories. I am personally gravitated towards option two the wardens because and me and grace have sort of talked about this off mic in that we would be some sort of couple in this world uh, to mirror our own love in the real world <laughs> i'm gonna throw up i'm also gonna throw up but i think it might be interesting if our characters were wanderers and experts at traveling at night or something to that effect that'd be cool but but how does that have to do with defense and wardens? Is that who we are then? Yeah, we're... Power couple wardens? Yeah, we're a set of free, free-roaming free wardens. We don't belong to any particular community. Free-roaming wardens. Are you sure that we don't belong to a community? I mean, we could have other free-roaming wardens. But were, were we appointed by anybody? I think we're... I think we move from town to town. Okay. So we're experts at warding. Nighttime travel. Uh, Then we have mysticism. Magic is rare and dangerous, but those few who wield the power are truly gifted. Our religion, the people honor old gods and new. In this harsh land, a prayer is simple, but a powerful comfort. I think that's going to be nice for when we roll on the oracle tables in like a desperate moment. I think that'll allow for us to really connect that narratively to some force beyond. The firstborn live in isolation and are fiercely protective of their lands. So they kind of keep to themselves. Beasts of all sorts roam the iron lands. They dwell primarily in the reaches but range into the settled lands to hunt. There, they often prey on cattle, but attacks on travelers, caravans, or even settlements are not uncommon. When we're combining our beasts with the horrors that we are wary of dark forests and deep waterways, for monsters lurk in those places, in the depths of the long night, when all is wreathed in darkness, only fools venture beyond their homes. And we 
are those kids? <laughs> <laughs> and that is our setting. So, how do you feel about that? Any ideas come to mind up the gate? And each of these, uh, each of these setting pieces come with potential quest starter prompts, which we will kind of explore off mic and roll into our characters' vows and our inciting incident. So explain to me what vows are again. What do you think a vow is? It's just what the word is. I mean, you're, I you're taking a vow. Yeah. Right, right. You're vowing to do something, yeah. to take some sort of action. Yeah. It's how uh, in the game you use vows to gain experience by completing them. And you rank them through one to five. They each have different words and they each take a different amount of time to complete. Okay. Yeah. So, so some instead of quests, there are vows. Intertwined. Okay. Yeah. So, for example, a troublesome vow, which is like a rank one, is something like, I saw Adam Coville use this example, rescue a pig. Okay. <laughs> quick, quick little thing, but I want my pig back. <laughs> An epic quest might be to travel to a new land and stop a, a god-summoning ritual. Okay. And that takes a very long time to fulfill. Okay. Sweet. Well, uh, my initial thoughts and kind of explanations as to why the world is the way it is, um, I think it would be interesting if the firstborn didn't come near us because they don't go near the pillars. Hmm. For some reason, and we're not sure why, but they just completely avoid it maybe something happened there that um that we don't know about um does it describe the kinds of beasts that are yeah in the world it's the same as our world but we can be additive or subtractive as we please and mutative if we want um source mythologies okay um i actually just learned about this terrifying uh African mythological beast that is the top half of an elephant and the back half of a snake. Oh, I actually think I've heard of that. It's nuts. Some Interesting. Of the, some of the concept art that people drew was terrifying. I elephant snake. That is strange because because their trunks are like snakes. Yeah, and they're tusks and they have sharp teeth. Sharp teeth? Yeah, and they still have, like, all four of their legs. And then, like, there's an elongated, slithery part. Oh, it's, it's crazy. It's very confusing to me. It doesn't seem like it makes a whole lot of sense. You'll have to show me that later. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, what if all of the creatures... Or alligators. <laughs> or birds! Ooh, birds. Kind of like a dinosaur thing. Except birds, because dinosaurs are the most... I mean, birds, wait. Dinosaurs, if we could compare them to any creature on Earth, we used to think they were most like reptiles, but they're most like birds. Yes. So gigantic birds. I think we have an extreme uh, ecosystem. I think we have all sorts of range of animals. Okay, so it's not just one type of bird. Okay, fine. Yeah, I don't know what I was thinking. (laughs) (laughs) And be... All insects. 
kind of think of following. <laughs> I think that would be actually fucking creepy. Like if if there are just a ton of maybe the horrors are like these insectoid looking creatures or something. Yeah, something mixed with insects. I mean, what's what's scarier than like Jurassic sized insects? Uh, Jurassic sized anything. But something that we already know and experience on da- on a daily basis just make it 20 times larger elephants wow maybe not dogs. 20 times that's like the freaking zoolander thing yeah. <laughs> it needs to be at least three times this size. <laughs> this is a school for ants uh well that is our setting folks uh next time you join us we will be making our characters on Mike as well. So in the meantime, my name is Jeremy. My name is Grace. And we will see you next time on Roll, Roll to, to Forge. Forge. <laughs> <laughs> we did not rehearse that. <laughs> good job. <laughs> I thought it was good. Thank you so much for listening today. If you liked what you heard, please make sure to leave us a review. They help us get out there on the World Wide Web. Also, check out our YouTube channel for recordings of our videos. Have a great day, and remember, you can forge your own path. See you next time.